0: This is Blue Zoo Reptile with ExoTerra. Here's your host, Frank Reese.
1: Welcome to Blue Zoo Reptile. Appreciate everybody joining us, wherever you may be. As you know by now, we are on SoundCloud, Podcast.com, iTunes, BlueZooReptile.com, and BlueZooNetworks.com. We are with Exoterra. We've got some really cool stuff that we're going to be launching right after 2016. That's called, a, I guess, a radio tease. I hate those things, so we'll just leave it at that. Our guests for today's show include from Seagrass Farms Shelby Bush and from Sun Pet Paul Lord. Shelby, you with us?
0: I'm right here. How you
1: doing? I'm good. How about you, Paul?
0: I'm good myself. How
1: about you? I'm excellent, well, Shelby. Give us a little idea. I know Seagrass Farms is known across the globe as an aquatic fish place, but and plants and marine fish. Uh, you guys delve a little bit in reptiles, don't you?
0: Yeah, you could say that a little bit. You know, we work you know very closely with people that are very knowledgeable about these reptiles, and that's why I wanted to bring Paul on. You know, I say I'm a fish geek. I'm pretty sure Paul is a, a reptile geek. Is that right?
2: Exactly, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep,
1: well, so we got a bunch of geeks on the phone. Paul, um, explain a little bit about what Sun pet is to people who don't know what it is
2: uh, we're we're a us based wholesale uh, company facility here in Atlanta Georgia um, we We deal with aquatics, we deal with small animals, birds, and uh, reptiles. Um, I manage the reptile department and we focus on supplying. The uh, pet stores, mom and pops, uh, small chains, big chains, with um, fine quality reptiles.
1: And you also and work also with you also work with Barry, so you got to be a saint right there, right?
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep.
1: So, explain a little bit about the reptile side at Sun Pet about how you um, hold reptiles because. Obviously, people who know fish know that you could put you know fifty, 100, 200 fish at a time for a short period of time if you have to in a tank. You can't necessarily do that with reptiles, uh, depending on the species. I'm sure it's not just always one per holding area. But do you have them in tanks? Do you have how do you kind of hold them before they're released to the uh, your wholesalers?
2: Um, well, what we actually do is uh, we house them obviously some individually depending on the species we house some in small to moderate sized groups in uh lightweight um uh like rubbermaid type containers with uv lights and heat lights above them with modified uh specially designed lids um again we the way we bring them in in in, in house them we do it so that the animals are brought in Set up in, a, in, in an environment, in an enclosure that suits them from their natural habitat to the best we can, uh, and then, and then of course the the numbers are not overcrowded. We we try to keep the stress level down on the animals. But um, yeah, that's basically it. I mean, with ball pythons, certain snakes, colubrids, we uh, we house with like racks, these sliding uh, housing units that. Accommodate the animal really, really well. It helps keep the stress level down. Um, Turtles, uh, aquatic turtles and so forth. We have actually uh, plumbed-in systems that uh, filtrate the water. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that's it basically in a nutshell.
1: Well, here I'm glad I have both you on because I've got a a curious question. Shelby, for seagrass, for a typical turnaround time, I know things vary, how long how short of a period do you like to keep fish in stock before you turn and sell them or push them back out the door? What is a typical time frame?
0: Typical time frame is about 24 hours. Uh, and what we do, you know, have a little bit longer wait time, but what we do is we check them out. We have a full lab staff that walks our building several times a day. Uh, anyone on Snap can say, hey, these fish don't look good. Uh, once that happens, that fish will go on hold until that fish is healthy. Um, so i say it's kind of a short turnaround, but, you know, the way these fish are brought in and handled – you know, they do much better kind of hanging out in the water and getting back and out to the consumer as soon as they can. So that's one way to keep them healthy and keep them moving.
1: So, Paul, how long of a turnaround time typically then for reptiles? I, I would imagine a little longer than 24 hours.
0: It, it
2: is, exactly. In a, and depending on the species, too, um, uh, again, what is what is popular, What what is the the mainstream tends to move a little bit quicker. You would get a, say, um we depending on the size of the shipment, we bring them in. Sometimes it can vary from you, you can have stuff come in and go out in three days. Uh, some stuff come will come in, go out. It might take three weeks. Again, depending on the the demand, the species, um, you know, in the volume. So,
1: do, do you? Uh, I would imagine. Do you also take at Sun Pet? Do you take one-off orders? Like if somebody comes to you and says, you know. They want a dragon, you know, and you can find one. Do you get to that extreme or no?
2: Um, you talking about requesting special orders? Yes. Or? Yes. Yes, I mean we try to we try to appease the consumer as best we can. You know, if, if they're requesting a certain animal type, color, size, variant, so forth, yeah, we do our best to try to find find the animal, locate it, and, um, and purchase it and get it to into our consumers' hands.
1: So, if you have a category of snakes, and what's interesting about both fish and reptiles is that there's so many different categories that fall under. You know, each type of specific animal whether it's a cichlid whether it's a a snake a turtle what are some of the popular snakes or does it seem like the trend changes yearly or does it kind of stay steady that maybe a python is more popular than something else
2: yes um there is trends um some trends last longer than others right now currently uh ball python morphs they've been hitting heavy for the past i'd say you know five to ten years there's there's they're they're not as strong as they were ten years ago but they're still trendy they're a a very um, easy to care for uh, pet python Um, so right now yes we see a trend with those we you know 15 20 years ago king snakes and milk snakes Um, so yes the trends they might not move year to year on some things some things they do um, but the mainstream animals tend to hang in there for the minute like for instance bearded dragons are still trendy leopard geckos believe it or not are still for the mom and pop shops in the beginner level so forth so yes we see trends come and go some quicker than others
1: from your experience and i i know shelby's answer on this um <laughs> from your experience like, say, on the aquatic side, you know, Finding Nemo comes out, and all of a sudden the trend is that everybody has to have a clownfish. You know, if, if something happened social media-wise or, I don't know, like a Justin Bieber, I can't believe I just said those two words on the radio, but like a Justin Bieber <laughs> shows up in social media holding, you know, a python. Does it is it that fickle that the trend will change that quickly on a dime or not really?
2: To be honest, I've never really seen that happen um, on a dime. We we used to bank on, say, certain magazines that um, highlight or do a feature cover on, say, a green basilisk. We would gear up and and buy a little extra green basilisk, only because we thought that it might influence uh, purchasing and buying and and et cetera. no, it's not as aggressive as a trend move like it is with the fish. It is not. Um, it, it, we just don't see it on the, the reptile end.
1: Okay, and I do, I do want to apologize for using that Justin word. It'll never happen again. <laughs> they'll, they'll probably take my radio <laughs> card away from me, but I, I apologize. <laughs> Paul, um, obviously, again, fish are a little different than reptiles, and um, I would think reptiles are a little more hands-on, only because you can pick pick them up and and care for them and look at them. Um, how well are you guys adapted to bringing people on board? I'm sure you have down to a science where you know you bring some experts on. You don't want somebody that's just coming, you know, coming off the street handling snakes, do you?
2: Exactly. No, no. It is, it, it it can be a daunting task. Fortunately. Especially here at Sunpet, we have acquired a handful of of experienced, quality uh, reptile keepers. And That's ideally what you want to look for. I mean, they 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 know the care and husbandry of the animals. They know the telltale signs of illness, uh, sickness. They they uh, can interact with the with the animal without being so called frigid, and you know, because um, it does. I mean, it takes special person to to pick up a snake not everybody can just go in there and grab a a python uh properly and um work with it properly so yes, fortunately again, like I said, I've acquired uh over the years uh some good quality people, and hopefully we keep them happy keep them sticking around because yes it can be a nightmare to to try to program somebody straight off of the street. To interact and deal with the reptiles, it's 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 more like a passion that 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 steers you into this hobby, and then of course into a level that we're dealing with. So yes, we're, we're thankful that we have what we have, and um, and yes, it can be daunting that we're dealing with people right off the street.
1: You know, Shelby, it's interesting, um, and I'm, I'm really glad I have both you guys on, so thank you so much for taking some time. Um, but there is a correlation, and I'm sure you guys know this as, as well as anybody through your research and due diligence, that quite a few hobbyists that are into fish have reptiles, and the other way around, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I think that definitely takes place. You know, especially when you're in the store that's a full-line store, not just fish or not just reptile, you, you're getting fired. You know, heck, you see a baitable on the counter with You know that inspires you to get into fish. It's kind of the fish that starts things, or vice versa. You know, you get inspired by a a python or the personality of a a bearded dragon. And it's yeah.
2: (laughs) I I have to agree with Shelby there too. I mean, uh, all of all of my employees are diverse in aquatics and the reptile end of it. And again, a lot of them. uh, Two of my employees have come from the pet industry, from the pet store level. Uh, down into the wholesale level, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's I think it's just in your heart. Animal love is animal love. Um, and a lot of employees that start out uh, in in keeping animals, a lot of them are you know work take a, a part time job at a pet store, and they do like Shelby said. You you see the the fish in the tank or the snake in the tank, you you go wow wow. You know if you're new to the reptile, and vice versa the the intriguing aspect of it is what snatches your your heart and your your passion right there. You, you, you know what I mean.
0: You start thinking that you don't need a couch or a table, or that your table makes a really cool reptile stand. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so.
1: well, on the on the reptile side, um, is it? Paul, is it much like aquatics because, you know, somebody gets a tank and then the next thing they look at is they want a bigger tank. I mean, like Shelby's daughter, she wants, you know, a tank that she can swim in. She wants such a big tank. Um, Is that the same way with the reptile industry that if someone gets one of something, they're going to want another one of something else as time goes on?
2: (laughs) Um, To answer your question, Frank, yes. Um, It seems to be a situation... Uh, some people call it the bug. Some people call it the addiction. Um, I know several folks start out with one snake. Uh, you know, and before it's over with, they they're intrigued by, say, a gecko or a uh, or a lizard, and in, in or or another snake, or you know, they've got a boy, they need a girl, and it just it trickles down, and and it does become uh, a a very uh, addicting passion, and um. It, it it will steer you in in that direction to acquire.
1: So yes. it, it's funny you say that addiction because we have that here at Blue Zoo because my producer Steady Eddie starts with one beer and then usually goes to three or four beers. So yes, we, we know how things can grow like that.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: See only 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 on this show can we talk about beer, Justin Bieber and Reptiles and Aquatics all in the same show.
0: To put together a pretty
1: fantastic show today, <laughs> Paul. I want I want to ask you real quick before you go. Um, you know yes. what? Speaking of addiction and really just a cult following, everything. What got you started in the industry slash hobby of reptiles?
2: What got me started? Yeah. Um, well, I, I'll be honest with you. It all stemmed back. Um, I was born and raised in England. for for quite some time, my dad being in the military back and forth. Um, And when I came back to the state at the age of uh, seven years, um, we we were stationed in North Carolina, and they had uh, canals. And when I would walk the canals, and I seen what back then we called polywogs, which are, you know, the big tadpoles, it it just snowballed from there. I couldn't believe it. I mean, in England, let's face it, you don't go out and catch little reptiles every day um here i was i came to the states and it's warm climate ideal situation for amphibians and reptiles here in the southeast and a a simple tadpole got me going and after that you know i was a keeper and then uh got involved in the pet trade and and then here you know next thing i know here i am (laughs) in a wholesale level (laughs) managing uh a fairly large reptile facility based here in Atlanta, Georgia, and loving every minute of it.
1: So it's a uh, it's an international story. I like it. Kind of cool.
2: <laughs> it is a lifelong passion that hasn't went away. It's, that's for sure. So
1: she is Shelby Bush from Seagrass Farms. Paul Lord from Sun Pet. Guys, I thank you so much for coming on. I hope we can do it again down the road. Uh, uh, you're always welcome to come on the show together or, or separate. Either way.
2: No problem. Thank you, Frank. Thank, thank
0: you very much. Uh-huh.
1: Thanks, guys. Have a great day. All right. You, too. You, too. This is Blue Zoo Reptile.
0: Exoterra Reptile products make your reptiles feel at home. Exoterra understands that specific species need specific environments. That's why we produce a variety of offerings for desert, tropical, and aquatic species of reptiles and amphibians to flourish. In fact, we have traveled the globe to research and understand these very needs. From the mountains of Uganda to the island of Madagascar to the jungles of Honduras, ExoTerra products are researched in the wild. Visit www.exoterra.com terracom to learn more about our products and our research expeditions.
1: I want to thank Paul Lord from Sun Pet coming on, talking about reptiles. We're going to have him on again. And uh, we always have Shelby Bush on from Seagrass Farms. Uh, if you want to get into the hobby... Uh, The industry of both, very easy to do. Do a little bit of due diligence. Listen to the show, Beluzu Reptile with Exoterra, and we will get you up to speed. Until next week, thanks for listening.